Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Welcome back, everyone, to the Vitality Coach podcast and video series. It has been a long time between recordings, and I apologize for that, but there's been so much going on, and I always promise you to bring you authentic stories and also keep it really relevant. And this month, for me, I'm having a new genre on the Influence series, and I wanted to bring in young game changers and people that you wouldn't normally expect to be making a difference and contributing. And I'm sitting next to Joel Pilgrim at the moment. Welcome, Joel. Thank you. We've actually just come out of the water. We're filming this on the motor line and Fiji I'll put some screenshots in and everything else most of you that have been following my series will know exactly where I am the reason we're looking a little bit disheveled is because we're everything that's what the palm trees are (laughs) so don't let that detract you though from the content and the quality of the story today I hope it inspires you to think a little bit differently and remember that everything that you do also casts a shadow so it doesn't matter about age or background or job title it's really about you figuring out how you want to make a difference and the impact that you can have in the lives of others so Joe I want to sort of bring you in and welcome you on the show I know we're going to do a couple of interviews together probably in different places around the world but first and foremost just give the listeners and the audience here a little bit about you just a little two-minute elevator pitch. Okay, a little bit about me. Where do I start? It's a big question. I always love that one. I guess uh, my name's Joel Pilgrim and I am an occupational therapist. So I have uh, been trained five years ago and been working as an OT uh, in mental health setting. So I'm a, a surfer for 20 years. I absolutely love that. It's a big passion of mine. And the two have just come and collided really unanimously in probably about three years ago. And so now I actually teach people how to surf that are experiencing mental health issues. Joel, you're a young guy. You're um, you know, a qualified occupational therapist. You're working mm. in Sydney. Ask a little bit about what a day would look like in your world. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's no two days that are the same in my world. Um Basically, yeah, it started, you know, probably three years ago when I really wanted to be able to give my patients the experience that I was able to experience. Mm-hmm. So getting out in the ocean, being able to forget about everything else out there and just go surfing. Yeah. And I saw the absolute amazing impact that had on people, um, namely one of my patients who actually um, I took surfing. And, you know, I, I tell this story when I speak to large audiences and I say, you know, this was a big stuff up of mine. I went surfing with someone in an individual counselling session when we should never have done that. And that's because you said that when that client of yours or that patient officially tried to connect with you inside the environment, uh, you know, in a more clinical setting, in an official way, there was no way you could kind of create that engagement. So you were like racking your brains and you could just come with me and let's do something that creates like an even playing field. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the... There's so often people are saying that, okay, we're going to get better. You're going to have to come to us. We're going to have to do things on my terms. It's bullshit. And it's all about being able to say that I'm here. I have got all this knowledge and all this skill, but without me being able to guide you and lead what you want to do, there's no point. So as an occupational therapist, you have a series of guidelines and code of conduct and things that you have to think about, but you wanted to go outside the box and create a program that allowed you to take your clients into an area that was outside of four walls and back into nature. But you had to jump through a few hoops to make that happen. Absolutely. That four-walled clinical setting is something that is just so constricting. I mean, when people are actually in hospital, they feel like they are almost um, having to just 
dampen their effect and they, they can't be themselves and they don't want to connect. You know, often we're, we're saying to them, tell us how you're feeling, you know, how are you today? And we're in a four-walled clinical white setting and it's so uncomfortable. And don't you think there's a lot of stigma as well oh. going in to have an appointment, yeah. talk about your personal yeah. life with someone that you've never met before? Absolutely, absolutely. And I was running groups exactly like that saying, okay, guys, you know, and being in the early psychosis area that I am, uh, it was something that was quite normal. You know, as an occupational therapist, we design and develop groups for people to come and, and get better for mental health issues. And as a result, I thought there's a bit of a mix up here. If we're wanting them to really recover and to get so much out of it, we need to do it in the, set, in the setting of the community. We need to go out there. We need to seek out these places that they feel comfortable. And what better place than the beach on the sand where they're like, okay, well, this isn't a hospital. I can actually be myself now. And as a result, they just so happen to benefit from the mental health conversations. And do you think that getting people out, learning a new skill and taking the focus off the issue, but putting it more on fun and a sense of community and collectiveness and caring really helps people forget about what's gone wrong and think more about what the possibilities are to get better? Absolutely. I think you just nailed it, Nikki. It's, it's all about community. Yeah. That's the one thing that's really going to change the way that we move forward with mental health. Yeah. Connection, engagement, education are all things that play a part in that. But without community, we don't really have that sense of we're all in this together. Kind of like that high school musical song, we're all in this yeah. together. <laughs> and I think if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking, well, mental health, what does that really mean? That could mean, you know, coming back mm. from a job after maternity leave and not really finding your place anymore and not being able to talk about it. It could mean suffering with bipolar or depression or having hereditary illnesses in your family and not feeling that you can actually share this with your kids or your colleagues. Like where do we broaden the discussion that things are not okay mm. and a sense of community is not only uh, and in, in a family, but also in a work environment. Um, so surfing for you gives you spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a beginner mm-hmm. surfer. You see me out mm-hmm. there. I just get amongst it. It's, just, it's fun. And I think that it doesn't matter what age or it's, it's creating an environment that enables people to collectively be outside their comfort zone and forget about their concerns. Sure. So you've created, you've found... Um, you know, a little bit of a concept with one way that's all it takes. So mm-hmm. you went to the hospital, you went back three times, I think, to present this idea on building a community project around getting people outside of a clinical environment mm-hmm. and back into nature and came out of that. What happened next? So I guess we, we had the backstory of One Wave and the Fluoro Fridays in the last three years of being able to say that we've got a, a movement of 20,000 people around the world that are all connecting to this message that One Wave is all it takes to literally turn around your life. It can tell give us you more hope. about One Wave is all it takes. Like give us, because I know that it was started by a friend of yours, like a New Zealand-born yeah. guy that yeah. went back to Sydney and he suffered from bipolar and his dad did as well. He didn't even know. Yeah, absolutely. So it, One Wave was founded by Grant Trevelco and he's the Kiwi, like you said, and he had a really traumatic experience with mental health, but he found that by speaking up and talking about it, that was the one thing that changed his life. So he was able to say that, Moving home after a traumatic episode of mental health, he got diagnosed with bipolar and then had to go and recover back home in New Zealand. And he went surfing with his dad and mates. He couldn't sit still in the lounge for more than, you know, five minutes at a time because the medication was so rough and his anxiety was, you know, very jittery. He wanted to jump around and it was impossible to be able to sit still. But to be go out in the ocean, to be able to sit there, connect with people and to say to his friends, this is why I'm really home. 
Yeah. I'm here because I've been diagnosed. Without yeah. a stigma. So one way that's all it takes is what what's the URL for that? So if people are listening to this, they can have a quick look. Yeah. Where... One way is all it takes dot com. One way is all it takes. So it's yeah. an initiative to bring um, you know, mental health sufferers and their families and their friends together to create an environment where you can just come and collectively share. So it's taking hmm. the conversation out of the clinic. And into nature. I'll tell you what, I should pay you to come and do this for me, right? <laughs> it's basically a, a connected community of people all around the world who are sharing a like-minded message that it's okay not to be okay. And and tell us all around the world, where what countries have you been? We've been in 101 locations around the world. So is that far. with Fluoro Friday? Yeah. So Fluoro Friday is everyone dresses up in Fluoro, picks up a surfboard, comes down to the beach and just yeah. goes surfing whatever yeah. level. It's a scalable thing where you, they can literally email us and say, hey, we really want to do it. How do we do it? We send them a pack. They, we say this is what it takes. And then they literally jump down there. They get their fluoro, they get their friends, and they get their smiles, and then the rest is history. So anyone listening to this, if you think this is a great initiative as well, and we'll put more information on the blog, is that if you want to run a Fluoro Friday, if you're in Santa Monica, Santa Barbara, if you're anywhere near a beach location, you think, you know what, I want to do something for my friends and my community, or even if you're at college or if you're in a work mm. environment, and you know someone's not okay, pick up the mansion. This is a really fun way to do it, and it's for kids as well. And there'll be all that kind of information. And I think, Joel, one of the things a lot of people will be asking themselves as they listen to this is what about the safety, the security, the code of conduct? What about mm-hmm. all the official stuff around actually supporting people with official mental health illness yeah, issues? Because sure. like, you can't, it's, it's all very well having this nice idea. Mm-hmm. Then how do you create um, governance around that concept? Yeah, yeah. So Fluoro Friday, as the community, is how it started. And it was always missing out those people who were more unwell. Yeah. But, we're, but it's a way of how being How would you describe more unwell? Those people that can't get up and, and get down to the beach at 6.30 in the morning. Those people that feel like they don't connect with people or won't be able to fit in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk governance-wise with Fluoro Friday first. And in order for it to, I guess be a thing people need to feel like they are supported by their friends and so being able to get a bunch of people around you is is a start but then being able to just stand up and say i'm not afraid to talk about mental health you know this is something that i am connected to because i have a brother who was suicided or i'm connected to because i've had a miscarriage 12 weeks ago or i'm connected to because i know so many people in my life that are touched by mental health that i want to advocate on their behalf or You've got it yourself. Yeah. And either way, you can get down and you can connect with people and you can say that, you know, I'm not afraid to do this. And that sort of sets the tone. What happens when people start opening up? Uh, What happens next? You know, we all want Mm, the conversation. mm. We all want to ask questions. Are you okay? We're told at work. We, you know, I often present about, you know, check in with the person. But the question we have is what do we do if someone says they're not okay? So what what are five tips you can give someone that is confronted with a friend or a family member that comes to them and says, I'm not okay, what do you do next? Yeah, and, and this is stemming exactly from the, the great guys at Are You Okay Day. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. They do incredible things around the world and we've partnered with them a number of times. And the whole notion is to really start that conversation and to say that you can help someone by simply opening up that dialogue. So and number one, open up the dialogue. Open up. Then give what them happens this, if, give they them say, the space. if they say we're not okay and you're worried about that friend, what's the second step you should do? First of all, you don't have to have the answers. Yep. A lot of people often say, what do I say? I don't know what to say. How do I deal with this situation? And my simple response is you don't need to know. You're not clinically trained. You don't have to have all those things that you feel like you're pressured to say. It's simply I'm here for you. 
and I'm going to help you get through this. So acknowledge and make them feel safe. Yep. So no judgment. You don't have to give a solution. You just have mm-hmm. to say thanks for sharing. You're not yeah. alone anymore. Yeah. So the point three is what about offering to find some help for that person or maybe extending the reach of that knowledge. Like, do you tell a parent? Do you tell a friend? Do Mm -hmm. you tell your partner? Do you tell a superior at work? Mm -hmm. Is there a protocol behind that? There's not so much a protocol. There's a sequence of events that you would normally take in order to make sure that someone gets the right assistance that they need. Whether or not you're in the workplace and there's a certain HR policy there, whether or not you're in a family environment or a friend's environment, there's a little bit different ways you can deal with it. But basically knowing that they've got someone to speak to. If you're close with them, that could be you. If you're not close with them, asking them, do you have anyone that you can talk to about this? If they do, great. If they don't, then we've got a bunch of different resources on our website they can go to to check out and see Lifeline, you know, Kids Helpline, you've got Beyond Blue, Black Dog Institute. All of these places are appropriate and really good pathways for people to get, I guess, normalised health. Because mental health is something that is so taboo. It's something that no one can talk about. Let's not talk about, oh, oh they've got mental health. If I've got a broken arm, I literally want someone to come and sign my cast. But as soon as it's, oh, I've got depression, people run the other way. Yeah, and that's why we need to make it really relevant for you guys to understand that it's not only opening up the discussion, but those organisations that will put on this uh, blog and all the links will be on the show notes of vitalicoach.com.au forward slash one way if it's all it takes. I'm going to specifically name this podcast episode um, really don't forget that you have to also check with that person if it's okay for you to go and ask for some help or further that thing because maybe you can go hand in hand with them and come back Absolutely. to some resources. So Absolutely. if you're going to share the information with anyone else, then maybe check with that person and say, are you okay with me? Maybe, you know, telling your parent, telling your superior and, mm. and making sure they feel supported and then check back in as well. Yeah. Because a lot of the time people will share with you because you they feel comfortable around mm. you. You've done enough to be able to build up that rapport or you're great friends with them so they feel they can share. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's a big step to be able to share with your friend and then go to someone completely different. So why you're a young guy, you've got a great career, you surf, your brother's really successful, you've got all these friends around you. What motivated you to want to make a difference? Yeah, I love this question because it, it actually took me a long time to actually remember what it was that really triggered that. And my sister had a really traumatic experience as well, similar to Grant, where she was at the end of the tether and she said, you know, this is it. And it was during a really tough time during a HSC. And, um, you know, there was a lot of things happening for her during that time. And it's like a school. If you're, if you're listening overseas, HSC is like yeah, your, your end of your high school year where you do exams before yeah. you go to university. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of stress placed upon these students. I mean, it's literally, it's the be all and end all. You have to succeed. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get the job or, or the university degree or wherever. So for me, being 13 years old, when I saw her go through this, it was, it was quite a time in my life where... I didn't necessarily know exactly what was going on, but many years afterward, being able to reflect on that, I was able to see that, wow, this is something that is, you know, touching my family personally, and I'd love to be able to help out. But my channel of my my degree and all of the things that I did really happened so harmoniously because I wasn't supposed to be in mental health. I wasn't supposed to be an occupational therapist. I wanted to be a physiotherapist on the world surfing tour and travel around the world with the athletes. And I saw that degree, I saw my degree and I just chose the the one with all the job prospects, the one with being able to change people's lives basically. And I get to do that on a, on a weekly basis and it's so humbling. So you mentioned the other day with one way that all it takes you down, I think it was a Bondo beach and a girl walked up yeah. and she told her story and mm. it was that 
she the day before she was down mm. at the same beach mm. the evening with rocks in her pockets because yeah. she just couldn't feel that she went on anymore. Absolutely. So we get people coming down from all walks of life to One Wave, and One Wave is the organisation. Fluoro Fridays is the actual awareness initiative at six thirty in the morning every Friday at a number of beaches around the world, and as a result. She said she'd been coming down for about four, four or five times, in other words, four or five weeks, and she said to us that morning, I want to share my story today. And someone shares their lived experience story every week. And so we said, yeah, great, we've got no one to share yet this morning. Yeah, you're all it. And so she shared in front of 50 or 60 people on the sand at Bondo Beach. The sun was coming up and it was, it was quite a touching time. And basically she said that I was down here last night, only eight hours ago, with rocks in my pockets. And I attempted to walk into the ocean. I didn't want to be around anymore. I just thought, you know, that was the answer. And she just walked into the ocean. Luckily, the waves were so strong that day that she couldn't get through the shore break. And so she ended up going and collapsing on the sand. And she said, if I can just make it to Fluoro Friday, everything will be okay. Why do you think that, and particularly, it's not like depression or mental illness hasn't been around but why do you think there's you know to me I attribute social media and virtual our virtual world as a way of not allowing people to connect anymore and have real deep relationships Mm. and I think that even though everyone's connected people feel very lonely and they're very isolated so do you think that's got a big um, reflection for you seeing in your job younger people come through or especially you know working men working white men between the ages of 35 and 50, it seems mm-hmm. to have the highest depression rates at yep. the moment. Why do you think these statistics are coming through? Everyone feels like they have to put on this fake mask. I'm doing fine. I'm a big, rough and tough guy. That's why the guys in that age group is particularly you know, under pressure. But at the end of the day, I think you're right. With technology, it's a very superficial level of connectedness and it's not allowing people to put down their technology and actually have real conversations with people and have that not only that um, electronic form of communication, but also that human touch and feel and connectedness. I guess that when we talk about communication, there's so much more than verbal communication. There's all the nonverbal body language and all that stuff is something that I really love and, and do a lot of work with. But when it comes down to it, guys are not so good at connecting with people on a deeper level. You know, it's always a let's lock up and be rough and tough. Movember are doing incredible things in this space and we've actually teamed up with them in order to break down these barriers. But in order for guys to do that, it has to be normalised. Mental health can't be that big, rough, tough, you know, um, black dog. Well, it can't be taboo. And I think think showing vulnerability and owning where you're at is a very strong, courageous thing to do. And we want want to encourage you, we want this podcast to to make you think, you know, 85% of my direct clients are men. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to not have the answers and to not know how to describe it, but you can say you've lost your mojo. You know, I always say to people, we'll help you get your mojo back. And there's a roadmap to doing that. And the first thing is to figure out what makes your heart sing again and to put down all the stories of what really is important in life and what you think you should be doing and start Mm. reconnecting with your why and start getting back to your basics. So I'm Start with the why. Yeah, exactly. I guess for me, that's really important as an occupational therapist as well, because we always say meaningful activity is what will get people back on track. Yeah. So finding something that you love, finding something that you're connected to and something that resonates with you. And then you can actually find yourself again. <laughs> Instead of being able to just sort of go through all of these whiny roads in life where you're, you feel like you're being tug of war and pushed and pulled, you find yourself, you reconnect. And that element of stillness, which is something we've talked about a lot, being able to simply just 
cut out all the BS in life. And for me, that's what the ocean does. And that's what I like to share with other people. The ocean is almost like the shoreline. It's like a bullshit barrier. Anything that happens beyond that is blocked. It can't come with you. Yeah. And once you leave the shore and you go for a paddle, it's like, it's it's very spiritual. It's not just a sport. It's a way of life for a lot of people. And um, there's, there's a saying out there that says that only a surfer knows the feeling. And would you agree with that? Oh, I mean, I totally agree. But I'm a mermaid. I mean, I yeah. need the water to to rinse Absolutely. off my day, to calibrate, to yeah. reconnect. I love being underwater. But I think if you're listening to this and you think, well, I don't surf, I don't even have a beach. You could mm, be, mm. you know, in the middle of Copenhagen right now. And 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 I, I first of all, I just wanted to say thanks for tuning in in the first place. But um, <laughs> this isn't just about this isn't just about surfing. This is about finding what makes your heart sing. I mean, FedEx is not going to send you another body tomorrow. This is your life. And never, ever too late to stop and just pause and think, hold on a second, I might need to rewrite the script. Mm. And and we're here to help you. Like if you're listening to this podcast or, you know, you're reading this blog, just drop us a line. And Mm. if you don't know where to go to, I can check in with Joel and we can find you ways. But there's always a solution. There is always support and you're not the only one to go through this. And I think that if you know that there are several people out there with similar stories and a similar lost compass, we can help you get back and find that vitality roadmap again, which is Mm. very much what I'm passionate about. And if it's not surfing, why not go out in nature, go for a walk, um, you know, head, head into it. the mountains, go to the nearest park in your city, take your lunch outside, look up, you know, even inside cities. I know Pete Evans was saying he's just astounded by how the trees are trying to grow and make their way inside these concrete jungles. So really get off your phone and get re, re- back, go and have dinner with your family at the mm, table. Mm. Book a walk and talk with a friend if you, if you want to, yeah. you know? Yeah, I always say that, I don't care whether it's surfing or sewing. Yeah. You could, you you find something you connect with and go and do more of that. Find what you love, do more of that. But I think that when you say, you know, reaching out there and reconnecting with those trees, like Pete Evans says, you know, the community is an absolute oasis of naturally occurring resources. And that really stems from the strengths model. And so in therapy, the strengths model is all about being able to go with the individual and what they love and what they know because otherwise you don't really see the magic happen. Exactly. So so don't be afraid to be yourself. And mm. if you are seeking help at the moment, make sure you have real chemistry with whoever's helping you, whether it's a coach, a mentor, uh, you know, a clinical support. You're, if you're allowed to say, I don't really connect with that person because mm. this person is in charge of your, your future life too. You need to be able to have open conversations and find the person that really you can be straightforward with, and you know straight away when you found the right coach too. Do you know how many times it is normally before they find the right person? Is it three? Yeah, three to four. Yeah, three to four times. Three to four times. So if you're out there, you're number two, and you're thinking, this isn't really the right fit for me, don't be afraid to say to them, you know, I just don't think that I'm getting enough out of this that I can. And I've had that someone say that to me. I've done that to other people as well. And it's something that is completely professional. It's so... I guess, uh, approachable and they really understand. And I guess you're very respected for doing that as well. Yeah. So listen to your intuition. If you are stuck, I'm going to put the links on. We're also going to put all the cities that Fluoro Friday operates in around the globe. And I hope that you can send us some photos and let you know and and hashtag Fluoro Friday. Hop onto Instagram, uh, one way that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. And Joel Pilgrim, of course, follow us and we'll share some great stories with you. Today's episode is really about just getting you to think beyond 
this little space and to know that it's not just established people that get involved in philanthropy. You, you know, you can make massive change and a ripple effect by just working in your own community and thinking about the people that you work with. So, Joel, I know that you're young, you're driven, you love the ocean, just like I do. We call each other Labradors because we just <laughs> want to get out there and we have the blessing of having a positive energy. I hope that we can give that to you guys and listening out here and we'd love to help you. Mm-hmm. What about one parting kind of little tip that you'd say would be your mantra? as yeah. a sign off on this podcast today. Yeah. First of all, we've said it already, you know, it's okay not to be okay. So if you're feeling that, you know, things aren't so great for you at the moment, just say so to find someone you connect with. I guess my mantra that I would love to share with you guys is that find your passion and the strength will come. You know, a lot of the times I have just felt like I'm at the end of my tether and that I can't really push on, but it's the things that I'm passionate about that really take me that next step. And it's easy to say, oh, find your passion. You know, if you don't have one, it's really difficult to find it. But if there's something that resonates with you and there's something that you're really, really stoked about in life or want to be able to help people do, do more of that because that's what makes your heart sing. That's what makes you love yourself and other people even more. And that's where we can really benefit. Yeah, so thanks, Joe. I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, this episode today. I know we're going to be talking about a myriad of other things and we'll share some footage and hopefully I'll be able to get down to Bombay as well on one of those fluoro Fridays. Awesome. Um, I'd love to have you there. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I do wear a lot of fluoro, so I know I'm going to fit in, <laughs> but it's not because I have to pull it out of the costume box, unfortunately. But I, I want to um, challenge listeners today and I want to challenge you know business leaders, CEOs, mums, parents, or those of you that are starting out on your own to think that you have an incredible ability cast a positive shadow with those that you work with the people that you know you meet at morning on the school drop-off with those that you might sit next to at the coffee shop and and just put your phone down for a few minutes and just look three centimeters up and the connections that you create can be life-changing mm. so I encourage you to do that we'd love to hear your success stories we'd love to hear stories of you that are struggling as well and we're here to help as much as we can yeah and for those of you who might be from the corporate world or from those places where you think that a conversation about mental health would be beneficial in your workplace and absolutely reach out we have a corporate program, we have wellness experiences, we have in-office and on-beach experiences for all kinds of different people. You don't need to be experiencing mental health issues to benefit the joys of, of mental health. Yeah, you exactly. can't have one without the other. And it's hand in hand. So thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, this is the Vitality Coach episode. Don't forget, I love your feedback and recommendations. Plug in five stars on iTunes. I really appreciate it. We're going to be sharing some feedback and some testimonials. I want to thank Joel Pilgrim again. You can hop on to onewaveisallittakes.com. Don't forget everything will be on the vitalitycoach.com.au underneath the, um, I think I'm going to put one wave is all it takes, but otherwise you can just go one wave. One wave. One wave. And you can also just go direct to the Vitality Show on my website and you can search it on there. So thanks for tuning in. You have a fantastic day. And as always, don't forget, you can absolutely create the life you want. Otherwise, you'll get the one you're given. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.